Hi, this is Jack's Corner, where I discuss issues on society and culture here in America. Welcome back to Jack's Corner, everyone. This is my corner where I get to discuss whatever I want, basically, and um, and share my corner, this platform, with Veronica the Duchess as well, but she's not with me today. This is basically going to be about an experience that I had in life, a rough experience, that I'm going to share with you. And, and, you know, if you're welcome to leave some feedback, please do, um, or email me at museumamericana, M-U-S-E-U-M-A-M-E-R-I-C-A-N-A at gmail.com. Okay. Um, it's, it's, life has been really hard for me. I, uh... I'm just going to get into, I've, I've been discriminated against in the past, especially when I was younger and I started dating women when I was about 18, um, 17, 18, around that age. And I dated men too, but mostly women, the majority of my life I was with women. And there was this one period in my life where I wanted to better myself. I wanted to make something for a future of myself and I decided to invest in this private college in Bakersfield called Bakersfield California called San Joaquin Community College they offered a few fields of training in the medical field and I chose surgical technology which was amazing I learned so much when I was in school oh wow you know um, and we do, when we, when we choose to educate ourselves, we're going to learn a variety of things and learn from different perspectives and learn from experience, especially if there's vocational training behind it, which in this case was, we had what we called clinical rotations that came after studying texts and procedures, you know, through texts and simulations in an operating room, which we had um, to study, and we had equipment to study, uh, the tools that are necessary for surgeons to perform their jobs, we had these tools to study in class, and, um, we got to familiarize ourselves with these, and take exams on these, and their proper names, and there there were so many, and sutures, and, you know, um, different sterile procedures for setting up an operating room. It was amazing. I learned so much. And I learned even more when I got to my clinical rotations, when I got to actually practice with surgeons in the field. And I ended up scrubbing in on 72 cases. That was my last count. Could have been 73, but I I remember 72 clinical rotations at different hospitals out in Kern County. And, uh, of all the surgeries that I had to assist in, I really liked ortho. And ortho deals with bones. And, uh, it was, it was something quite, I'll never forget that experience. It was a, a knee replacement. And that was, uh, pretty gnarly. Pretty gnarly. I mean, there's equipment that looks like tools that have been set up for a sculptor and these are tools that are designed to shape and sculpt bone and 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 chisel and I mean grind and 
I mean, I was just in awe at all the different all the different kind of tools that are used for ortho procedures, especially for something severe like that. And you know, a couple other memorable surgical procedures were I had to assist on two leg amputations from for diabetics, of course, but they were two leg amputations, and that was gnarly. I'd never experienced anything like that in my life, but um, that was a that that was a lot of blood, a lot of blood, and you see a lot of blood, and also in um, um, cardiac procedures. Uh, I would think not so much now because they're so much more precise with the tools and equipment that's available to people in the medical profession that are in uh, involved in operations, surgical procedures. So, I mean, I experienced watching surgical procedures through cameras uh, and assisting with passing the instruments with the surgeon. So it's it's pretty intense and it's pretty cool it it was a great field to get into my my goal was to get into that and then get a thousand hours of patient practice and then enroll to their pa program at the at the college i was attending but that that you know those were my dreams those were my goals um this was back in 2005 and None of that ever came to fruition. I had, I had to deal with something that was just uh, horrifying to me. The experience to deal with such um, negative, vicious, malicious uh, intent from someone who was so hateful towards me and the idea of me being with their niece, uh, my ex-girlfriend at the time. So that was, um, that was a very unhealthy relationship that lasted four years and I got out of that. But, um, she would, get so upset and irate and one time she threatened to hinder my education because she knew where I was going to school because my niece worked with her and I thought there's nothing she can do I'm a great student what is she possibly going to do and I told her you know I told I called her I called her on it and she said she was going to come to my house and blow my head off with a shotgun. And I said, you're, you know, you're crazy. You know, you're just insane. And that's when she says, I'm going to fuck with your education. Excuse my French. And she did. She ended up calling my school a week after this. Like, she ended up calling my school or during that week and said that I was going to go to my school and shoot my school up with a gun. And I reason I, the reason I found this out was because I had a detective come to my apartment to ask me questions about this. And I said, you know what? She did this out of just pure spitefulness. I have no weapons. I have no intentions. I'm a great student. You know, this is crazy. And so the next thing I know, I'm going to school and I get 
escorted out of my classroom and I was told to leave the school that I wouldn't be I wasn't allowed to come back and prior to this prior to this happening I had an incident with my program director who was also homophobic and um she just her and I just we, we didn't click one time I was in the women's restroom trying to use the restroom you know, heading to use the restroom, and she was in there, and she looked at me, frightened, she says, what are you doing in here, and I said, I'm, I'm, I have to use the restroom, she says, you need to be in class, I said, no, I need to pee, and I got into the stall to pee, and left, and did my business, and left, but, you know, I was like, what the hell, you know, um, and then one time she pulled me into her office to tell me I didn't have enough clinical rotations under me to continue on to the next phase before graduation. And I held a copy of all my rotations and I pulled out my portfolio. I said, I have 72 cases, which was at the, at the very top, you know, with, with a couple other people maybe that were up there with me. But I said, I have 72 rotations. And so she had to you know, take that back and allow me to continue. But then this happened with, with, uh, with Rose, where she, her name is Rose, where she called my school and did this to me. And then all next thing I know is I'm expelled from school. I can't go, I can't even go talk to the Dean. I got told to leave the property that I was trespassing, that I would be arrested. They would call the police so I couldn't talk to the dean. They wouldn't allow me to talk to anybody. So I had to leave. And now I have this $27,000 debt to the U.S. Department of Education, which I don't feel I should pay for. I was kicked out of school three months before graduation, never given a reason. And all I knew was this detective came over to my residence to ask me questions about what someone had said that was, to me, more like a hate crime to do that to somebody that's a horrible thing to do so I would really like to eliminate this debt I don't have 27,000 to hand over to the U.S. Department of Education you know after that I of course went back to doing what I always did which was security work and it was a horrible thing because I would I would run into classmates that went to the same program that I did same class and they were moving up in their field in surgical technology they were moving up and they felt bad that I couldn't make it through because I was very helpful to them with my study notes my case notes I would make notes and and make copies of them for studying I would make copies of study guides and help some of these people that were struggling and um I didn't sell them I was offered to 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 sell, you know, hey, well, can I buy your study notes off you? No, if you need them that bad, you don't have your own notes? They're like, no, not like you. (laughs) So I got pulled into the office for actually having a study notes given out to the classmates, and I was asked, you know, why? I said, well, why not? They need them. I'm not charging anybody for these. I was, I'm doing this, you know, just because. And you know, she asked me not to print anymore, not to hand anymore out, and I said, okay, fine, and so it was just a whole different experience going to that school, I'll tell you, um, but 
I don't know what to do. I contacted the Anti-Defamation League, even though this is an old case, to see if there's anything I can do with my primary question being, can I eliminate this debt? That's my question. There's not a whole lot I can do about what happened. And now I don't have those kinds of dreams or aspirations or goals. Now I just pretty much live day by day and have, you know gotten out of tune with society mentally I'm not at that capacity where I can go out and and contribute to society and be a member a fully functioning member of society I have been so jaded by so many things that I just don't see the world as it being real like life isn't real it's it's a show it's all a show and it's all about getting ahead and not getting caught up on the news you know, not being a fatality somehow. Um, it's a big game, all of this. So, aside from that, that's what I wanted to share with you today. I think about this quite often, although it happened a long time ago. I still think about this. The whole experience of it. And that, it doesn't end there. You know, when I was much younger, I was pulled into the office by one of my employers who told me they had to let me go because the women felt uncomfortable with me. And that's because one of my friends told some of our workmates that I was a lesbian. And, yeah, I got pulled into the office by my, my employer and I was told that I was going to have to be let go. Because the women felt uncomfortable with me there. And that reminds me of my program director, Miss Patricia Siefkis. S-I-E-F-K-A-S, Siefkis. Um, boy, she, she was something else. I had never met anyone like her. She was so, so cold. So cold. But, uh, anyhow... Uh, that's, that's what I wanted to share with you. Um, I hope this never happens to you. I hope, I hope it doesn't happen to anyone you know. It's now 2021. I think people should be more educated and informed of these kinds of issues so that these kinds of things don't happen again to people. So if I ever get that $27,000 debt, um, eliminated I will let you know I will have a podcast and I will let you know that I handled it but in the in the meantime I'm looking into it all right thanks for listening to Jack's Corner I will see you on my next podcast hope everyone is doing well and remember you can become a patron for as little as three dollars a month go to patreon.com forward slash museum americana and we also have a youtube where we put up youtube videos on Whatever trips we may take or just things we want to talk about, that's Museum Americana on YouTube. Go to Museum Diaries and check out our playlist there. And you can check out our other our other play, playlists playlist too, so they're there for you guys to watch. Alright, we'll talk to you soon. Bye for now.